You're listening to the Bourbon and Balance Podcast, where we discuss fitness and the finer things in life with people who find balance between both. Is that Bourbon and Balance? Can you say it? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bourbon and Balance Podcast. I am Ryan Schaefer. I'm sitting... I'm sitting in a nice comfy chair <laughs> uh, alongside Tully Chapman. We are at 8th Day Gym in Mr. Dr. Eric Broadworth's yes. um, new fuel recovery room. Um, we are right now in basically like Lazy Boys with our Normatec boots on, these big puffy leg boots that are squeezing our legs. Crushing uh, protein shakes. Crushing protein shakes. We're just recovering like And it's a monumental heck. episode too. We are at a milestone, episode number 50, which is five wild. zero. We are retiring from doing podcasting. Ugh. We hit 50. We're done. You know Our what? lives are too busy. We've won too many championships. And of too podcasts. many podcast awards. That's true. We've made too much money. Yep. Um, Too many followers. I honestly can't even go out in public anymore. No, I can't either. Actually, I have a hard time coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. We got you. We clickbaited you. We're not retiring the podcast at all. Wait. I'm not. Oh, oh, this is awkward. Oh. Um, no, we wanted to kind of get on the subject of clickbaiting in general in the fitness industry. That's going to be one of our topics today. We're going to talk about a it couple things. It is rampant, man. It is. We're going to catch up with kind of like what's going on in the fitness industry. A big retirement, actual retirement announcement was just uh, kind of put out to the public. And then we're going to talk about food to wrap things up, I think. Oh. Oh, I just love food so much. Oh my God. Maybe we should just start a separate podcast account. Just talking That's about food. Just, just called That's bur- actually not a bad just idea. Called bourbon. Just called <laughs> bourbon and food. Yeah. Um, bourbon and bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Bourbon and barbecue. Um, let's first get on the topic of the retirement that was just announced. Mr. Matthew Frazier. Fraser, I don't. I always say Fraser, but I think it's Fraser. Yeah, I get some people say Fraser, but yeah. maybe that's like Razor, like milk or milk, or milk. Hello, milk, milk, milk. What do you say? Do you say M I M E or M A? What do you say? M I L K. You say milk. Oh, you think I say everything weird? You do say everything weird. Selzer. Selzer. Yeah, you do say seltzer as seltzer. It's that, it's that Midwestern Michigan twang. Yeah, baby. I was uh I was pretty shocked. I'm Me not too. gonna lie. I think the whole I, I think probably people close to him were not as shocked, which that kind of makes sense, but uh as like a competitor and uh you know and an athlete it was hard at first for me to understand why he was wanting to retire uh, knee-jerk reaction-wise just because, you know, he's like almost – I mean, up until this year, he was still increasing the, you know, the increments that he was winning by. I mean, he was just like completely dominant. Nobody could touch him. Yeah. And it was almost like – There's not know, really it's... much more he can do. The only way I feel like that he could like – add to his resume is if he won a team championship by himself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? That's That's pretty good. (laughs) You know, at first I was trying to argue. I mean, 
Rich is very, very, very good, but it's like comparing like boxers or fighters yeah. because of it, it being an individual sport. It's totally different eras. Like people were not professional crossfitters. The movements, the workouts were not the same in Rich's individual era. Yeah. And you look at like the, yeah, like you kind of said or alluded to the, the level of competition, you know, in Rich's like later, you know, his last two years, I think as an individual were pretty high. But if you go back and you look at some of, I mean, the reference that's always kind of made is the lifting numbers. Like if you look at, the clean and jerk ladder from oh shoot I don't even know what year that is maybe 2010 or thir- oh well there's like the 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 one in the stadium yeah where Asia Bartow just looks like gross the whole time yeah, yeah. that's like, like the those... thing that I remember the most from that is like he was massive every too. yeah he's like six four isn't yeah. he or something like yeah. that but then it's just like how is he not moving more weight and how yeah. is his technique so gross but that was the era yeah and it was like you know a 315 to 325 35 clean and jerk was like the heaviest yeah it was like pretty dominant i think 355 is the last one and nobody hit it yeah and then you look at the cleans and you know the clean ladder or like the clean knockout event from uh 2019 Frazier cleaned 380 yeah so it's like I don't know. I'm and not that was saying the, that. That was like at the end of the competition. Yeah. Too. And I'm not that, saying one is better than the other. It's just a different era. Totally. I think dominance wise, Frazier for sure, in my opinion, was more dominant as an individual athlete. Um, but then, you know, it's hard his, to factor in yeah. like, you know, Rich now has won how many straight as a team, you know, captain and athlete. And that's, you know, just as, no, I wouldn't say just as impressive, but it's, on a, it's a different spectrum of impressive. Yeah. Relying so, on other people is an interesting thing because it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's obviously you have people to fall back on. Yep. You know, you have people to pick up the slack. If Usually you're the workload on totally. Yeah, split, split yeah. up a little bit more. But at the same time, if everybody isn't on and you're on, it doesn't really matter as much. So yeah, for the most part, you're only as fast as your weakest link. Yeah. Now there are you know obviously exceptions, but I don't know. I'm just. I'm a little bummed, you know, there's been a lot of highlight, like many highlight reels that have been put out, like Rogue put out a really good one, the Buttery Bros put out a really good one, and it's kind of like his career, to me at least as a, you know, as a CrossFitter, it went so fast, like yeah, looking really. at the first, like I remember like the first year he won, I remember when he lost yeah, to Ben Smith, was, and yeah. you're like, like we were there, we were actually at, watching in Carson, that seems like it was like freaking two years ago, not even. Yeah. And here we are, you know, seven years later, he's won five straight. He took second, you know, and was 15 or whatever. And it's just like, man, that whole era of him dominating went so fast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's kind of, it was a, definitely a shock. I don't blame him by any means for wanting to do this and wanting to get a break and, you know, move on to the next chapter. Because like you said, like, what else is he going to do? Well, he's a hyper successful guy. Yeah. So he'll probably lay low and do some fun stuff and then just dominate whatever he does next. Yeah. Even I, if it's not a competitive sport. If he starts, yeah, it's, I don't think it'll be a sport. If he gets into some sort of business, yeah. I would I would project that it's either groundbreaking or such a high quality product that somebody else is already doing that he beats he's somebody else He's just going to yeah, take over. Yeah, I mean, he's very intelligent. You know, he has an engineering background. He, I think he double majored actually. Um, but... I, I was listening a little bit to, uh, so he was just on Savan 
I can't say his last name. It's like starts with an M. He has his own podcast. He used to work for CrossFit HQ. Him, Josh Bridges, and and Matt were all on a podcast mm-hmm. together. I listened to maybe a half hour. Wasn't of it that earlier. the podcast where he threw a little shade at Rich? No, that was a different podcast, oh. which was that was very interesting that he yeah. did, chose to do it. At I this loved time. that meme. That was but the picture of um, Rich and Matt shaking <laughs> yeah. hands, and Rich Rich's caption is like. Hey, want to go team? And then the Matt's uh, <laughs> caption is, I'd rather retire. <laughs> yeah. I laughed pretty good at that. That was so good. But Bridges, I think that they must be really close because Josh Bridges is like asking him a lot of hard questions in it. And they're kind of, you know, joking and laughing back and forth. Josh Bridges is a G. Dude, he's, he's, yeah, he's still the one best. of my favorite people, he's the people best. to follow. I watch his YouTube channel. Yeah. Still. Pay the man and stuff. Yeah. But he was basically like, Do you think, and it's early, but. Bridges was like, do you think you'll ever, you know, get the itch and want to come back to competition? And Frazier was like very, very serious and was like, I will never compete in the in the sport of CrossFit ever again. You're going to say Him and you Khabib. think you will? Him and what? Him and Khabib are going to stay out of yeah, there. Yeah, Until, I, just, I don't I, know. I, I don't think I he will. I guess we'll see. I genuinely don't think he will. I think he's he's marked, you know, his era. He was the most successful, you know, individual crossfighter ever, and I think he's going to move on to something really interesting. Yeah, I know he started a YouTube channel, um, which he doesn't have any like uploads yet, but yeah. that's one thing that he's going to focus on. You know what? I think will be an interesting thing if he and his lady start a family. Yeah. Then I think we may not see him return. Yeah, and I think that's probably what they're. They're working towards as well. I know they just they're building a house in Vermont too by his parents yeah. and stuff. So, anyways, what a cool thing though to be able to watch yeah. literally rise on retirement. Yeah. Well, and you know, we were kind of a little bit late into uh, Rich Froning's legacy there. Yeah. But still, we got to see some of the greatest. Yeah, like two of the greatest. You know. So now that professionals now ever. that Matt's out, how much longer do you give Tia? Yeah, that's interesting. Because they've been training. So, so and- she hasn't actually announced that she's for sure coming back to the sport for this next yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was looking she, at is that, like, she's been pretty quiet. Well, she's doing bobsled. She yeah. got recruited by the Australian bobsled team with James Newberry, and she just posted a video today of she just completed, like, her first actual race. I what, what, met- let's just, re like, repeat that. Like, what an insane athlete to be, like, the fittest crossfitter. Yeah. An Olympian and Olympic weightlifting, and like do fairly well. Yeah, she, she did very well. She won their she won the, the Commonwealth, Games, Commonwealth Games, which is yeah. like all it's like all of Oceania. So I think it's Australia and like New Zealand oh, and then really? some of those outlying countries. Yeah, and then yeah, competed for Australia in Olympic weightlifting mm-hmm. in the Olympics, and now joining the Olympic bobsled team. Yeah, which is a weird like. That's a crazy shift. But, but a lot of U.S. athletes are doing yeah. that as well. There's, it makes sense because. It's like a power-based sport, sprint-based, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And then it's repeatability in technique. So a, a lot of the weightlifting kind of ideas, you know, follow we'll transfer suit well. with that. It yeah. transfers. So Yeah, it's um, interesting. I don't, I don't know if she will come back. I mean, she's kind of in that, like, same position that Matt is in. I mean, she won four straight. Nobody can touch her. She's winning by crazy margins. Um I would love to and see. She's what accomplished the, like everything that you could, you know, you can do in the sport of mm-hmm. CrossFit. So if she moves on to like pursuing bobsled and maybe like other business ventures, I don't think, I think everybody will, you know, just like they did with Matt's retirement, I think they'll welcome it with open arms and support her and, you know, congratulate her on her, uh, on the best female CrossFit career ever as well. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that was kind of what sparked our, our clickbait idea was Retiring. I totally thought that that was when I saw Matt Frazier. Some, I saw it somewhere else, like another Instagram like account post, before yeah. I saw the actual like Frazier post it. or Nike or whoever posted it first. Yeah. And so I thought it was fake. But that just takes us down the rabbit hole of like, I, the, I mean, everybody's guilty of it, but the fitness industry, just like people do so much bullshit with like clickbaity stuff or like the lately Sam Parker and I have been sending each other videos yeah. of this guy named Joel Seedman. Have you seen this guy? No, I don't think so. Dude, you have got to see. It's the most insane shit you'll ever see in a gym. <laughs> this dude the other day is doing a. Uh, he's like an NFL running back, the guy that is that uh, he's like doing the exercises. With? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah the trainer guy. Yeah, is, let's not even go down what his supposed, uh, you know, background is and all that. Sure, but this guy is doing snatches with a trap bar. What? And like bouncing the trap bar off of his hips and like going overhead. And then there's always these videos of people doing like they're like on their back doing like banded dead bug bench press reps and like yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying to come up with the most insane things and for me it's always like what are we doing here like how much yeah, time is, do we have on hand yeah like how what is like the roi here like, yeah so we we had a previous episode where we talked about like myths and debunking you know like like fitness bs for lack of better terms um i think the clickbait thing the idea of clickbaiting takes that to a whole new level because I think the market is so outrageously saturated, mm -hmm. um, especially when you look at social media that you're trying to catch the attention of the person scrolling on their phone or scrolling through YouTube, you know, within a millisecond sure. of them passing, you know, your, um, like your, your screen capture of your video or of your Instagram post or whatever it may be. So, yeah, like I think I see it mostly in YouTube where if you literally like if you YouTube, if you search in YouTube, um, let's just say back squat. Yeah. You'll find I mean, every single video is going the three to three tips you need yeah. add 50 pounds to your max. Yeah, it's they're all going to have some type of level, you know, one to 10 level of clickbait in order to grab attention. And I don't think that's always bad because that's just, you know, truthfully just marketing your product, but it gets to a point where you start crossing that, like, you know, four to five spectrum point range where you start tapping into like, like you're saying the, the bullshit that people are trying to sell and trying to make money and, you know, get followers off of. And, um, that's where you start running into things that are just obscure, like that, yeah, that have either. no, they have no place in everyday fitness for normal people trying to live a healthier lifestyle. Or even for people like high level athletes half the time don't need to do the things that are getting shown off sure. on social media. So sure. like, so how do you decipher it? What, it's, what's it's, your way of deciphering as a coach? Tough. So. Like if you're looking for, yes. you know, with, with your athletes, if you're trying to be creative and maybe you're just having a creativity block and you, you want to spark some, you know, some fun movements for the kids to become, let's just say more explosive. How do you filter out what's good and what's bad? Are you, are you researching, you know, what you're finding? Are you seeing, you know, who's legit, who's not legit? Because what I'm seeing a lot of the times now are people using like, uh, like medical terms 
in order to sound more legitimate. Yeah. Like, like Dr. Blank gives you the three best single leg explosive drills. Yeah. And then you look at him and you're like, this guy's standing on a yoga ball, like blindfolded, you know, back squatting. And you're like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, just because he has, you know, doctor in front of his name or MD at the end of his name, like, that's not going to uh, guarantee that you're getting, you know, quality information. Yeah. I wish that I could think of what there is a term for it. And we were actually just joking about how much I hate Ben Shapiro, but he Mm. actually throws this out a lot. It's called like. It's called like education, educated fallacy or something like that, where Mm -hmm. somebody is like a doctor of something or whatever. And so because it's their opinion, we assume that it's the right opinion. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, when I'm looking at things through the lens of whether or not it would be good for the athletes that I work with or the clients that I work with, there's a few things that are on the, you know, the checklist. The first thing is always like, you know, is it safe? It's like that Hippocratic oath, like do no harm first. You know, if I give somebody to, especially through my lens, like not the kids that I coach, that's a little different because I'm coaching them one-on-one. But like if I'm going to prescribe something that you're going to do or that anyone I coach online and I can't be in person then teaching them step-by-step how to do it, is that going to be safe? Okay. Right. And that essentially comes from, is that movement ground-based is almost always the first thing that I look at. Like when I see like, a lot of like jumping and landing things. I'm very leery of that, especially if it's general population or even CrossFitters. Like CrossFitters got to be careful because you see it pretty frequently that somebody does like repeated box jumps mm-hmm. and you get an Achilles tear, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, especially, yeah, never mind. Doing stuff on like a BOSU ball, standing on foam rollers or laying on foam rollers or mm-hmm. laying on Swiss balls. Like all those things are just like, it's kind of, you know, they're like, it's not really that beneficial. It looks cool, but yeah, like it looks in general, sexy. you can do it more effectively using like the basics are, are the basics and they work for a reason. Yeah. Another thing that I always try and look for when I'm, when I'm just like looking for things, maybe it's just for myself. Like I'm looking for accessory things to help. I don't know. Let's just say build more stability within my shoulders. Mm-hmm. One thing that I always try and stay away from, not always, but a lot of the time I try and stay away from is changing directions um, with a swinging object. Oh yeah. And I think there's a lot of like weird, I have nothing against kettlebells, but there's a lot of weird like kettlebell and, um, like club swinging, like on it clubs that, um, if you're a professional and you have studied these things, then, you know, maybe they can tell you more about the benefits. But when I look at those and I look at, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do like a freaking like a uh, figure skating move with this kettlebell swinging in both my hands. Sure. And like, there's, I, th- I think there's a, a point where the risk of in- injury, the, the percentage of injury or the rate of injury crosses a line of like uncomfortability. Like you're getting, you're risking too much for not as much of a benefit. Yeah. Um, where That's what I think, we talked about with like the return on investment. Yeah. Like if it's your hobby to swing kettlebells and like clubs. Yeah. I get it. Coming yeah. up with all these like flows sure. and things like that. Sure. But like if you're trying to generate a ton of power and you're trying to, you know, maximize snatch, clean, jerk. Yeah. Or just move a little bit better. I, I don't even think for like gen pop. Like a lot of that, that stuff is a good idea. Yeah. We already have a lot of people who 
I don't want to say like people have like fragile spines. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Like <laughs> sure, especially if you're new American to fitness. Population, yeah, absolutely. Like if you're gonna do especially rotational work yep. with weighted implements or potential for like there to be like almost a whiplash effect with it. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Just like you're saying. Yeah. And I think as coaches as well, um, if I cannot replicate something myself, like if I can't test something and feel comfortable doing it for myself, <laughs> I'm most definitely not going to prescribe it to one of my clients or athletes or, you know, or even want to teach it to, you know, a, a class. So I think, yeah. I think being able to safely test and and actually do a movement um, will then allow you to you know either decide if it is a safe movement for you to put into a program um, or if it's something that's you know a little bit too I guess wacky uh, and doesn't have the the correct amount of return on investment that yeah. you would want for a movement. Sure. And then the last thing I I think that I look at you know beyond. Like, does it look sound and safe and all yeah. that? Um, you know, return on investment. You know, is it even worth my time to spend time working on this technique? The last thing that always sketches me out is when somebody is showing a technique and they have a really complex, convoluted, anatomical, biological explanation of it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the true sign of somebody being a master of something is to be able to explain it to a five-year-old yeah yeah that's what as a strength coach i i tell i have some phenomenal interns i get phenomenal interns every semester and i always tell them like you don't need to go into where the origins and insertions and yeah the abduction adduction 99 percent of those kids or those clients don't really care yeah they just want to have comfort in knowing that it's going to make them fitter, stronger, faster, more powerful, yeah, that jump movement higher. feels better. Yeah. Like, so that's what we, you know, we talk about, like, if you, even like, just like, if you're having to cue the body itself, yeah. then you probably don't understand the movement great. Sure. Like if you're having to say, you know, like squeeze your glutes at the top a bunch or whatever, it's not a great example. Uh, like if you're having to say push with your quads mm -hmm. instead of like uh, push against the floor. Like if you don't understand how to like cue the environment or yeah. cue external or come up with analogies, I don't think you have a great concept of the thing that you're trying to sure. teach. Sure. Sure. And so, you're probably just regurgitating whatever you read about that movement. Yeah. When and that's, you originally that's an interesting thing. If you're reading like a in-depth book or manual about a certain type of training, yeah. that's a place where I could see it, you know, like where that those complex explanations of the anatomy and biology biology and physiology that are going on sure that's where that has that place mm -hmm. but if you're like if you're going trying to sound smart on social media then you're probably trying to sell snake oil yeah mm, snake oil is good though right mm. that's good stuff um put it on my bum bum <laughs> <laughs> one thing uh that i always i the the clickbait word that always gets me is either like super food or super movement Ugh. You know, like this is the ultimate. super, the ultimate, ultimate. <laughs> or the, you know, it's it's an, an analogy of that or a synonym of, anytime of that super. It's like, yeah, anytime so, or when only, you see like, it's the only thing you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need anything other than this yeah. to get a twelve pack. It's like, okay, what snake oil are you selling now? <laughs> um, the like to you know, in your eyes, what are the super movements that everybody should be doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like I just like I'm not good at clickbait. Like yeah, it, that's why our our Instagram and podcast are just gonna have the same like 200 people that follow closely and get <laughs> yeah. great information. Yeah, because nobody gives a shit that we just want to bench. Yeah, squat, deadlift. Yeah, but it's the the primal primal movement. So push, lower body push, squat, mm-hmm. pull, deadlift, RDL, and then upper push pull in both the vertical and horizontal Planes. pattern. So yeah. push up, bench press are your horizontal push. You know, rows are your horizontal pull. Mm-hmm. Shoulder press is your vertical press. Pull-ups are your vertical pull. And yeah. then you got to brace your core and carry heavy things. It's unfortunate. So it, it's funny because, you know, when you when you joke about, you know, people just getting good information from us and not really, like, not expanding to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, it's because... I genuinely think it's just because people don't necessarily want to see that progress and, you know, lifestyle change comes from consistency and hard work. No. And that's what's so enticing to people and to, you know, the majority of people that are getting sucked into these clickbaits because there's, you know, there's that constant search for the easy way out or the quick fix or the the pills to take to make my belly flat and blah, 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 blah. You know, the the one that kills me is the fit tease, but I, I don't want to We have to cover that. it every five episodes. Yeah. That like every, I feel like almost every industry is filled with like a lot of mistruth yeah. and, you know, marketing deception. Yeah. Well, and fitness it's not regulated. is really bad because fitness, the science changes every six months almost. Yeah. Fitness and nutrition. Like, the well, science I don't know is if it so changes. Rapid. I think it's, it's just, just, it's jumping to the new thing, yeah. you know, to make quick gains yes. um, or to lose pounds fast. But like, even the news is really bad about the oh, yeah, study totally. said that red wine makes it so <laughs> you'll run a mile faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I'm seeing a lot of right now is um is beet juice. Have yeah. you seen that? Yep. There's like beet supplements where you're oxygenating your blood yep. times forty, so you can breathe better at high sprinting paces. And I'm like. Lance Armstrong what? was made of beets. <laughs> <laughs> He's the beet man. Uh, I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of is um, the apple cider, vi- cider vinegar uh, Ooh, It's making a comeback, gummies. Like, gummies? Yeah, like Tia is actually Dude, sponsored I now. So, I just like, I'm not plugged in I'm just bullshit. like, this is, I mean, Do it's a freaking vinegar. No. <laughs> We take we have apple cider vinegar at the house, and we'll take a shot of it at night. I dilute mine because it's it's just it's pretty it's strong. I don't think it's that bad. Jay Ugh. loves the taste of it, but what? W- like if we have like, like salt and vinegar chips, yeah, loser. If you have like indigestion, <laughs> or if you feel bloated, or like maybe you just had you know a weekend of eating crappy foods, and you want to help like your digestive system kind of get a boost. Big fan of eating. Crappy foods, yeah. crappy foods. So like I'll do that, at, you know, maybe once a week and it definitely helps with like indigestion and stuff. But like Jordan Syatt talks about it a lot. I laugh every time he does. Dude. But it's such bullshit that people believe that apple cider vinegar before bed is going to make your metabolism speed up yeah. and you're going to burn belly fat faster. It's like, get the frick out of here. So dumb. And now they put them in gummy forms, which is basically just adding sugar and gelatin to it so that they're fun to eat, just like multivitamins. Dude, again, it's it's people. Easy giving, way out. People that 
are in good shape that have high production value yeah. and have complicated explanations for things so people that don't know anything mm -hmm. make it sound like wow yeah this wow. guy really knows his stuff i want to believe him yeah I'm going to buy his products and his yeah. ebook it's and like, his mastermind do, course. Have you ever encountered the TikTok social or fitness stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. Dude, it's so wretched. It makes me want to throw my phone. That's what TikTok is like 90% garbage and 10% gems. And that's like, I feel like I scroll only to see the gems. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But there's just so much bad information like, on yeah, there. there's like And a, a lot of it now on TikTok is coming from kids that are like 17 years yeah. old. They're like, like dude. You have 10 by 10 bench every day. Yeah. You're going to get a sick or chest. Lose those love handles by doing mountain climbers. <laughs> like 45 minutes a day. Yeah, 40. Yeah. Every day. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think being able to cipher out the misinformation out there really just comes down to does it seem wacky? Like, does it smell fishy? Because if it does, it's probably a fish. And that fish is bad like snake oil. And snake oil is bad. <laughs> fish oil. Fish oil. Wait, what? Wait fish oil is kind of good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think sticking to the basics, finding your information from obviously like dedicated quality sources like the Bourbon and Balance podcast uh, is probably your best bet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it goes with all things. Nutrition information, it's still going to be the basics. You know, eat your eat, vegetables. Eat, eat your eat vegetables. Good eat your quality protein. protein. Blah 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 blah. Don't like it's, eat we say too it all much the time. of anything. Yeah, moderation. Except enjoy for a balance. Bush lights. And have some freaking bush lights every <laughs> once in a while. Damn right. And some That's good bourbon. I did, did really love when we were talking to Wendy about, she said, have a cookie every night. If you cover your bases on your nutrition, yeah. like that can be a part of your diet. Absolutely. So It's all about um, balance, baby. Speaking of balance, I've had a great week. I'm down. Mm. I started the the year at 216. Yeah. Weighed 204 Thick this boy. morning. Ooh. I'm getting down to competition weight. Yeah, don't. That's, He's that's a little yeah. foreshadowing. We I might put it see out, Tully. I gotta put it out in the universe. We might see Tully compete again yeah. in Olympic weightlifting, which gets me just freaking amped. I feel dude. like an absolute animal. Right I now. have been waiting for you to tell me that for like literally four years. Yeah, honestly, like I was planning to compete in 2020 because I've been feeling good, but yeah. I don't want to go do a masked up no yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no crowd competition. I live for the crowd i'm Ooh. a showman <laughs> <laughs> i'm a showman brother so can we confirm that you'll compete in 2021 if it's a like fans allowed yeah venue yeah i don't maybe want. the port huron state championship i will, gotta do a qualifier probably but. and i'll coach you this year Ooh. that would be fun yeah that'll, sweet that'll be that's fun. exciting well yeah. as we wrap up um what? There is a big game this weekend. Yep. The Bowl of Supers. The Did Scooper Bowl. Who do you want? Who you got? Uh, you know, people hate on Tom Brady, but to see be, somebody be so elite and yeah. just like yeah. uh, everybody was doubting him. They had a rough start to the year. Yeah. And then they're going to the Super Bowl, and it's literally like- Put the team on his it's like, back. You know, like people say every year somebody's going to beat Matt Frazier. Nope. Uh, nope. Sorry. Sorry. Try Tom, again. Tom Brady is so insanely elite. Like his numbers. Yeah, are, they're scary. He's gone dude. to twice. Like the next closest quarterback has gone to five Super Bowls, and this is his tenth Super Bowl. Yeah, he's played in ten of the last twenty. Yeah, 
It's insane. The the stats are crazy. If you haven't seen those he's stats, like, they're all over Facebook. But he's like six years younger than Patrick Mahomes' dad. Really? Who's the opposing quarterback. That's so cool. So Yeah, I definitely want to. And uh, you know what else is going on? Hmm. The weekend is the halftime show. Oh, which that's I right, am with the crazy face. For. The weekend is a top, so good, top five artist for me. So uh, I want Tom Brady to win just because I think it's going to be sweet to watch all the haters of Brady like yeah. get upset. That There's also he a lot of Michigan State guys on Tampa Bay's team. So it'll be cool to watch. Yeah. It, it's going to be a great game. Two great teams. It'll be fun. But more importantly, because I'm not a big football guy, I'm a big food guy, and food and snacks are what the Super Bowl what is all about into? for me, at least. Dude, I don't know. I so I just saw this. I was watching this snack video on YouTube, which sounds so lame, but it <laughs> that was like incredible making. To be fun, it was making like making fun variations of like uh, childhood like favorite snacks, and one of them was pigs in the blanket. Dude, dude. So they were making like all these different variations of them, and I think I think it might just be Jay and I just hanging out at the house, and so. If I can make, if I can convince her that we need to make pig, pigs in the blanket, that's what I want to get into. I want forty of them. <laughs> Diabetes is scary. <laughs> They're so good. What I about think you? we're gonna do a air fryer like smorgasbord uh, of like nuggets. fried mac and cheese and like oh, fish man. sticks and chicken wings. Dude, and, like, I love the air fryer. Just keep chucking things in and see. What Shout works. out to the air fryer. Just that's letting everybody bomb. know. Don't do taquitos. In the air fryer, really? They just got everywhere. They, they like gushed the stuff out the ends. Oh yeah, everywhere. And then you have to clean so, it like crazy. It was bad. Well, Man. but almost everything else works. We just did Brussels sprouts. Yeah, Brussels sprouts are great. Super so good, good, crispy, and yep. everything. We're just trying everything that Dude, we can. The air fryer is the best. We've the done best fish invention ever. now. We've done just about everything. But um, let us know what snacks you're looking forward to. This, this episode will actually be out the morning of the Super Bowl. So if you listen to this, Yee! send us a DM or comment on the Instagram post of what snacks you're about to get into. Um, and which sports ball team is winning the sports? The sports ball. Angels. Uh, th- thanks for listening to us, listening to us <laughs> ramble. Uh, again, one more shout out to Eric, uh, Dr. Eric at Fuel for letting us Back. sit in these big puffy boots and get our legs all recovered. Eric B. Fuel um, physical therapy. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Rubber and Balance Boys out. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you, the listeners, so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate every single person that tunes in each and every week. And if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out, please help us organically grow the show by liking, commenting, sharing, and saving our social media posts. If you do as many interactions as possible on our social media posts, that helps other people who don't see our content see it more easily on social media. Kind of cheating the algorithm. So once again, thank you so much for listening and stay balanced.